Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. And this week, Gary and Guy are going to be discussing the topic of HR, all things HR, vision, KPIs, interviews, onboarding process, you name it, Gary and Guy are uh, hoping to cover it. So uh, without delay, I will hand over to Guy, who is going to kick things off this week. Guy, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you, Georgia. This is going to be quite a high level conversation, I think, about HR in general. And if I'm honest, uh, as You've probably noticed with some of our other podcasts, we never know which direction the, the, the conversation will go in, but hopefully it remains interesting and informative. A few of the things I think we should cover are in-house HR versus outsourced HR. At what point does a company need to bring in HR? Uh, and we can start with that, I think. Some of the key elements that you really need to cover off probably from the get-go as an entrepreneur, the sort of mitigation operational elements of, of HR, you know, what systems can you use? How can you protect yourself? You know, we'll be talking a little bit about culture there because I think culture, the culture you build has a lot to do with, with HR or probably eliminating the, the need for some of the, the more unpleasant areas of HR. Maybe to kick off, then we have a chat around. Well, at what point, Gary, do you think that we need to, a company needs to bring in an HR person, and when do they need to start thinking about HR? Whew. My view is almost before you set up, because HR is critical. And I would develop a few businesses, and I've always brought in HR early. However, I do split HR into a couple of camps. If I'm honest, quite simple. I'm I'm a simple guy, so I have a hard HR. And a soft. And I think hard HR, you've got to bring in really early. And I'd probably outsource that to begin with as and when, but pay a, pay a retainer because you've got to keep yourself. It's complicated. And what, would, what do you mean by hard HR? I think I know, but just for everyone listening. I'd call that sort of functional. So make sure the contracts are legal. Make sure you react correctly. What's the law on this? What's the law on that? There's so many... There's so many different laws now that you've got to comply with. As, and as a company, if you don't, you can generally, it's keeping you out of hot water in terms of employment and uh, other key areas of the business. That's how I would see it. And if you don't get that right, you can spend, see, because as you're starting up, there's so many key things you need to do that focused on bringing customers, doing those sorts of things rather than spending time with disgruntled people you haven't employed or you know, haven't gone through the right process. I've even seen, somebody get bogged down for a week or two because somebody queried why they didn't get the job. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. you know, they employed somebody else and they said, well, I was more qualified. Can you tell me why you didn't select me? And you do have to answer that correctly. Yeah. And you have to yeah. show and demonstrate a process rather than any favouritism. And in that situation, there wasn't any favouritism. It's just somebody asked the question. You've got to be able to respond. So, you know, you do need to bring them on quite early in your thinking, in my view, particularly if it's a customer-facing business. No, I 100% agree with that. I mean, I've, I've been, you know, I've been not that person, quite frankly. You know, when I first started my business, I had no idea about HR, no idea about the, the legalities of it. And we did everything we could on the cheap. And I suspect there's lots of companies that start up like that, which maybe, you know, maybe you can get away with for, for a few months um, with the, you know, maybe your co-founder or 
co-founder and first employer, whatever, but you very quickly need to make sure that you bring everything in line. And I think, you know, looking back, we were lucky. We just went on the internet, found contracts that we then just basically copied and pasted people's details into those contracts. And, and I suspect there's loads of companies that do that. But do you know what? What I found out is that hiring a, and I think for me, this is a place where most companies should start, hiring a HR resource as an outsourced um, service is well worth the money because it takes it off your plate. It ensures that you, you know, you've know, you got all the right legal documents in place and it's becoming more and more prevalent. We're becoming a more litigious society, aren't we? And we are. we're almost following in America's footsteps a little bit, which is which is a shame. But you have to cover yourself from that point of view. And I think the other thing to to bear in mind when you're setting a company up and then you, you're growing it, getting it to the high growth stage and beyond, is to think about your culture and you know think about making your company a place where people want to work and are happy and you're treating everybody fairly and, and all the things you said before, Gary. You know, you're hiring a broad range of people. You know, in my company, we had 18 different nationalities at one point all sorts of different cultures. We had countries really that were, you know, uh, actually at war with each other where people were in perfect harmony. There was no politics. You know, the culture ensured that it was a good place to work. And that doesn't happen overnight. So the two things I'd do personally, you know, right from the get-go, I'd I'd involve a HR resource. They're, they're fairly cost-effective in my view, even for a startup uh, and yeah. they take that off your plate. And then I'd also start immediately start to think about how you build culture and you know how you want your company to work and, and make it a really interesting and enjoyable place to work where people can be relaxed, creative, be the best possible people they can be. I'm not disagreeing at all, actually. I think you know the HR retainer, retainer is an easy one. You can five or ten grand uh, HR consultant, and generally there are They'll help you with the contracts and employment leaving and disciplinary and performance and things like that. But they're also on hand if you get into trouble. You know, yeah. I've been in, I've been in tribunals before and they're yeah. very very useful. To give you an idea, we and I'm quite happy to say the name. I've got no interest in the company other than the fact that I like them. We used a company called Peninsula, uh, who are quite a big HR outfit based in Manchester, I believe. The cost is very much targeted at the amount of resource you're likely to need. So if you're a small company. You're not going to play very much. And as you grow, the more employees you have, the, the more you're going to pay. But it's a monthly fee, so it becomes affordable when you do it like that. So they do all the upfront work. So you get your staff manual, you'll get your employment contracts, you'll get everything set up that you need to set up from a legal perspective without a large capital outlay. And you're effectively paying for it monthly. But they're also, like you say, Gary, I was fortunate in the fact that I rarely had uh, HR issues I don't think, I'm just trying to think whether, I don't think we call them once, but they're there if you need them. And the other thing is that as long as you follow their processes and, and use their documentation, they will cover the costs of any you know legal action because it's entirely possible an employee will will try and chance their arm and, and, and take you to court just so that they get something, um, which happens from time to time. They will, they will. And I think I'd like to sort of build on your culture thinking as well and you know, that's my experience. I, I've got a slightly jaundiced view of HR because I've worked in organisations where they can be a little department. They never operate as a one. They always sprout into two and three and four. And they can cause issues as they gain more power because, 
if you think about the interests, HR represent the interests of the company and the entrepreneur, which can be different to the employee, but they act on both sides. I always like them to estate agents because they operate in a similar way and running with what I call the hares and the hounds. So you've got to be a little bit careful. And so my experience is they're better outside the company. Your hard stuff, the softer stuff should be inside. And that's where the, you're talking about culture, in yeah. my experience, head of people, you know, helping you drive that central theme throughout your company that you and your senior team live, eat and breathe. You know, what is it? Well, do you allow people to come to work at 10 in the morning because they drop the kids off? You know, we had that culture and, and, the, and the, the ladies who, who were, you know, so grateful for that. It's like we've given them a 50,000 bonus because it's really important to them to drop their kids off. You know, but what did it matter to us? Not a lot, really, especially if they worked in accounts or, or something a little bit more not so uh, out, out of the business. So the culture is absolutely critical. You know, we started with mission, vision and values. We then set up teams about how we should go about celebrating, how we should go about treating each other, you know, all kinds of softer elements that are critical if you want people to do a little bit more than the average and develop a high-performing team. And, you know, also how, how are they going to be judged? Are you doing the right job? Are you doing the right things? How often do you meet with your line manager, et cetera, et cetera? And if you've got a head of people, they can be really powerful because they are living and eating, breathing your words all the time. Just as, a, as an aditty, you know, Forest Hardays was an interesting one. And we had a, a lady, Alan Bacon, who, who now works with Away Resorts, but she took the team out, and it wasn't with me, and they set up a theme called EMS, which lasted about, I think, about four years, well, until I moved on from the company. And EMS was the customer service ethic. It was a customer-facing company, obviously. But it stood for extraordinary matching shoes. And so all our branding and everything was around high heels. And because you were trying to give extraordinary service, match the customer's expectations and put yourself in their shoes. And it was a really clever theme that ran through the company. And we developed that internally, externally and, uh, and went from there, really. I'd have loved to see the photo shoot, Gary, of you in your high heel shoes for that. It would have been wow. amazing. I'm sure the photos are still out there, aren't they? They are. <laughs> you can imagine our celebrations, um, what happened in, in, in those situations. But yeah, hey, I, I think culture is, is probably another topic, but it's really important, really important part of developing yourself. And I know you're strong on culture. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll definitely talk about culture as a separate podcast. I've actually got it in, uh, planned um, in, in a few weeks' time. And, and just finally, just to cover off um, a couple of things I think will be useful for people out there. So we've talked about the, you know, the fact that you, you could have some uh, internal focus on it through um, uh, an HR person, a people person within the company, and then some of the hardest stuff uh, as, a, as an external contract. And I think that's a really nice way to, to do it, actually. As you grow bigger, that's definitely something that uh, people should be aiming for, entrepreneurs could be aiming for. And I think it's also important to have a, a good um, SaaS product, a good software as a service product that helps you keep track of all the, the legalities around HR. So, you know, just simple things like next of kin, phone numbers, addresses, uh, all that kind of thing. Different levels of access, so you're protecting the data integrity of your employees uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, and also quite a few of the, the software as a service HR products now also allow you to share documentation online, invite people to events online, 
all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the brand that you've just mentioned, Gary, you know, would be supported by some of these SaaS systems as well. So getting a good software as a service, HR products to help you get organized and bring in the right external team and internal person, maybe, maybe team to support the development of the culture and protect you legally seems to be the way forward. And, and you know, I think we've agreed that HR should be a consideration from the get-go. It wasn't with me. It should have been. I, I was lucky. It makes absolute sense. I think you just gave, just to finish off, you gave a, an example earlier where, do you want to give it about the person that, you know, spent such a long time dealing with someone that didn't get the job? I would like to finish with a, a quote from somebody, and I've lived my life by this, really. And it is getting harder and harder to do because of the regulations and I'm not probably the the most PC person, as you can probably gather, but I do the right thing. And and this guy, a guy called John Pratt, who is a franchise lawyer, when I was setting up a national franchise company, he said to me, I had had an issue. And he said, all you've got to do is look someone in the eye and do the right thing. And I've really held that dear because it suits my personality. But Everyone gets so worried about HR issues of who they should have with them, who representing, what you should say, what you shouldn't say. Just have a straight conversation with an employee if it's going wrong and do the right thing by them and they'll do the right thing by you, mostly. Now, I've been burnt by that on a couple of occasions, but most of the time that works. That's way to end. Thank you very much. Thank you both. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.